Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. I'm reading out of the New King James tonight. Acts 16 and verse 16. I want everybody to give a wonderful, warm welcome to my wife's family, uh, Leilani. Oh, did she sneak out or she's, oh, she's there. She's hiding behind MJ and Junior and uh, my niece and nephew. You guys love on them. They'll be with us for about a week. And so I'm thrilled that they're here with us tonight. They came to church even though they traveled all day. So well, you guys watching at home, you don't got any excuse. These guys flew. They traveled like 12 hours to come to church tonight. And, oh, it's raining, Pastor Jacob. That's okay. Acts chapter 16 and verse 16, it says this. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. She brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling this girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim the way of salvation. This she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and he came out that very hour. When her masters saw their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Wow. Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us as we continue our supernatural series. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, mighty God, that even as we read these testimonies, Lord, you're still doing these same sorts of miracles today. You're still able to break demon power. You're still able to use regular people like Paul and Silas and use them in miracle working power. And Lord, I pray that even tonight you would empower us, that you would broaden our faith to believe you to do greater things than we've seen or experienced before. Lord, I welcome you. I ask you to speak to our hearts and to change our lives tonight in the mighty, precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I, I love these kinds of stories. Does anybody like a good demon casting out story. Uh, this is just powerful. You, you get the picture. Uh, Paul and, and, and Silas are ministering, and this demon-possessed girl starts following, following them around, begins to mock them, mimic them. And this is an interesting kind of thing. Uh, you'll notice in a number of stories in Scripture, anybody remember, was it two weeks ago, I think I preached about legion. And he came the moment Jesus stepped foot in that region and area. Anybody remember what this man possessed with a legion of demons did when he saw Jesus? He fell on his knees and worshipped. Now what's that about? Now we also see the demons begin to cry out, What have you to do with us, Jesus? But the man worshipped Jesus. In this particular text, this, this girl is following around these men of God and she's crying out. These men proclaim they're servants of the Most High God and they proclaim the way of salvation. Now, Paul got annoyed and irritated, but what she said was true. 
And here's, here's my, you guys want to know what my theory is on this? I think that there is a place, even with those who are heavenly, heavily demonized, that even the genuine cry of their heart, they recognize who Jesus is. They recognize what he can do. And even if they cry out in an authentic moment, I recognize there is truth upon these men. Or with legion, I recognize you are the son of God. And, they, and he begins to worship. The demons may twist it, they may distort it, but there's a genuine cry that's coming out in that moment. And see, we've actually, we've experienced some of this. I'll never forget we were in a service in Ferris, Texas, and uh, ministering in this church. And, uh, and we were in worship, and there was a boy who was in the altars who was just being obnoxious. He was worshiping. You could tell he was hungry for God, but there was something that was just mocking about everything that he was doing. Do you remember this? It was mocking. And, uh, and I was there for, I think, two or three nights in a row. We were doing a series of meetings and end up ministering to this young man. And before long, he begins to manifest demons. And I knew from the beginning there was something. Now, it wasn't a, it wasn't a long, drawn-out thing. It was one moment of authority, and the young man was set free. But I've watched this as individuals begin to mock, even though they desire freedom. Now, interesting, interesting story. I've had theologians debate, should Paul have done this? Because uh, he ministered out of annoyance, but... Aren't you glad that God's willing to use us even in the midst of our personalities? Have you ever ministered annoyed? <laughs> Have you ever ministered grumpy? I just, I don't really feel like being here tonight, but then all of a sudden God uses you, God ministers. I mean, aren't you glad that God uses us in the midst of our frailties and our personalities? And that's what happened right here. And so uh, uh, very, very powerful we see. And this is the point of this entire series. I'm looking at different supernatural accounts. And we see here the Spirit of God coming against the Spirit, this demonic spirit. Uh, uh, and you know that we're spirits as well. Do you know that? I put a quote in your notes. I do have these in the Bible app, by the way. C.S. Lewis famously said, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. There's a different way of thinking. Sometimes we look in the mirror and we think, oh, that's who I am. We see the reflection, that's who I am. That's not who you are, friend. This body will age, this body will die, this body will decay, this body will not live forever. You're going to receive a new body one day, but your soul and your spirit will live forever. So we need to be mindful. You are a soul. You have an eternal spirit if you've been born again. And there are, we're, we're in a spiritual world. And so tonight, what I really want to do is I want to, I want to address some fun topics. We're going to talk about witches and warlocks. We're going to talk about uh, aliens. And that's right. I've actually never, I've never done a teaching on aliens, but I wanted to tonight. This has become an increasingly uh, popular topic, something that people are infatuated by, um, I mean, even to the degree, did you know that there were so many people who were citing, um, I want to say angelic, this, no, uh, alien encounters, visions, 
abductions. There were so many reports that were coming from trustworthy sources that uh, about a year and a half, this was in 2018, President Trump actually called for the United States military to do intensive investigation on UFOs and aliens. And they, they, they found that there were over 4 million people in our nation who have claimed to have been abducted by aliens. And what was very interesting is they go and they begin to do research. They begin talking to these psychiatrists and psychologists who are now in counseling sessions with people who've been abducted by aliens. And they know what real PTSD looks like and they have it. This is not an act. This isn't somebody who's just making up a story. They have truly experienced something that was so traumatic that they now have PTSD, different kinds of things. Well, what in the world is this about? Well, I think the Bible has some answers. We're going to talk about it. We'll talk about werewolves. Uh, people always ask me about, can I watch Harry Potter? Well, we'll I'll, I'll mention that, okay? So, do you watch Harry Potter? Don't tell me. I don't want to know. So, Here's what I do want to say before I dive into this, by the way. Um, if you know who you are in Jesus Christ, you have no reason to be afraid of the devil. You don't need to be in fear. Am I going to get abducted by aliens? No, you're not, friend. You have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. And if we walk in the safety and the covering of his protection, I, 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 I want to be in the place of Smith Wigglesworth. Did you ever hear this story? Brother Smith, great evangelist, great healing minister on one occasion, heard a crash in his kitchen. And he gets out of his bed, he goes downstairs into the kitchen, and standing in front of him is Satan himself. I don't know what you'd do if you were in that situation. What would you do, comma? I don't know what the, <laughs> he'd run. I, I don't know what I'd do, honestly. You know what Smith Wigglesworth does? He looks at Satan, and he says, oh, it's only you. And he turns right back, doesn't even rebuke him just turns right back around, goes right back up, and goes right back to bed. There's a man who knows who he's seated with. Now, listen, the devil has real power. Demons have real power. That's why people are getting messed up, getting abducted by aliens. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a minute. There's real power, and so you don't mess with the devil. But listen, friend, if you've been born again, washed by the blood, and you're not giving the devil place in your life, you have no reason to live in fear. From Genesis 3, from the moment of the fall, the Lord prophesied, listen, devil, you are going to bruise. You're going to mess with people. But the seed that is coming through this woman, Eve, one day will crush your head. He was speaking of what would one day happen through Jesus Christ. Jesus came, and he utterly defeated the enemy. And then Romans says, oh, this is so cool. Romans 16 says that the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Do you understand that when we are born again, the victory that Jesus has over the enemy, he shares with you. 
that you have authority to tread on serpents. You have authority to crush the head of the enemy. Philippians 2.9 says, God has highly exalted Jesus and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, those in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You don't need to be scared of the devil. Tell your neighbor, don't be scared. I want to talk about demons. Is there a witch outside my room? No, there's not. Don't be scared. You got the Holy Ghost. Okay. So let me just hit on some of these topics here. Talk about witches and warlocks. Um, yes, they're real. Um, in fact, I've, I've been watching. I, I haven't been watching, but I've seen that there's a new witch TV show that's come back. Uh, what's that thing called? What's it? Okay, you guys are all pretending you don't know what I'm talking about. So, you, yeah, it's something like that. So, yeah, it's got the, anyway, the three ugly witches, right? And, uh, uh, and people are getting so excited about this thing. So this is relevant. We're coming into Halloween time. People are getting crazy about it. Listen, friend, don't, don't go watch that show. I'm serious. Don't go watch that show. Don't open doors to weird stuff in your house. Uh, uh, witchcraft is real. In Deuteronomy 18, I'm not going to read this whole passage because I've got other things I want to get to, but in Deuteronomy 18, it talks about how we are to deal with witchcraft. First of all, it says, don't touch it, don't mess with it. But then it also talks about how if you find that witchcraft is going on, friend, oust it, expose it, get rid of it, Get them out. Now listen, God can be gracious. I've heard of witches. I've heard of people in witchcraft who have been born again. And God can. God can gloriously save these individuals. So it's not that we're going to drag them outside. We're going to stone them. No. We're going to believe for God to redeem them. In fact, I would submit to you, most of the people that tend to be pulled into the world of fortune telling, in the world of witchcraft, are probably people that God has put an anointing on and the enemy recognized that and said, oh, God's got a prophetic gift on that person. I'm going to distort that thing. I'm going to twist and pervert that thing and they're going to use it for my sake. And they end up taking a God-given gift and end up twisting it and using it for the glory of the enemy. And I believe God can redeem that. Do you believe God can redeem that? And so... Uh, um, in fact, I saw, I don't know if you guys saw this, there was another one that I, I, I got emailed a pastor. There was a whole, um, uh, what do they call that, petition to have a TV show removed. There was a cartoon that was going to come out on Disney about a child who was born of Satan. He was an antichrist. Have you guys seen this? He was an antichrist, and there was a petition. Disney was endorsing this thing. And there were so many people that pushed on. Danny DeVito was going to voice the main character in this thing. And there was such a, an outburst pushing back on this. Disney has canceled the show. That's a victory. So, I, you know... I don't know, man. When I read passages like this in Deuteronomy, sometimes I get irritated that we're going to protest everything and debate everything. But then there's moments where I feel like, friend, we need to stand. That's why we're going to do this stand for life here in a couple weeks. I praise God for the Supreme Court victory, the vote for life that happened from our Supreme Court. But how many of you believe that we need to see the same thing happen right here in our own state? 
It needs to happen right here. And that's why we're going to, on the 22nd, we're going to gather together. We're going to pray. We're going to hold signs. We're going to pray for our city. And we're going to contend for this. We're going to come behind politicians who have pro-life stances. We're going to do this kind of thing because this is this kind of thing right here. So we're not going to practice sin. And we're going to do our best to see righteousness prevail in the land. Amen. So don't mess around with witchcraft. Listen, don't mess around with Harry Potter. People, people asked me this last week in our Q&A. Um, if you read about how, what's, what's the lady's name? I, I should have taken Rowling, right? Literally, this woman has an experience where a young boy floats up to her, got a mark of a lightning bolt on his head, and begins to download to her a storyline and characters and all of this. That was Harry who appeared to her in a vision. It's weird kind of stuff, man. She claims to be Christian, but it, there's real spells, real incantations. Don't open that door, okay? Get rid of your Harry Potter books. I'm not trying to be, like, legalistic here. I'm trying to help you. Somebody asked, and it, and it broke my heart because I know it's somebody who's going through stuff. And they're like, why does the devil prey on young people? Why, why, how do I, how, do, how are doors open for the devil to come and mess with me? And at the end of the day, friend, this is not me being legalistic or judgmental. There are do's and don'ts in scripture. And it's not even God who's being legalistic or a pastor who's being legalistic. Did you know? The devil is the most legalistic entity on the planet. And he's going to look. There's an area that you violated what God asked you to do. And it's an opportunity for him to come in and get his hook in that area of your life. So don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. Amen. Second, false prophets. The Bible talks a lot about false prophets. and talks about how... Um, Prophets would come, they would speak new messages, things that weren't in Scripture. We know that the supernatural is real, but here's what we always have to ask. What is the source? What is the spirit that's actually speaking? So I was praying on one occasion. We were standing here. I think it was on a Thursday night. And um, I remember our worship team was here, and I'm praying, and I, I begin to catch whiffs of alcohol as I'm, I was standing right here, and I had my eyes closed. I've learned since then. Here's a preaching tip, okay? Pray with your eyes open. Minister with your eyes open. i got to work on this myself. I had my eyes closed, and I begin to smell like alcohol, and I open my eyes, and there's a dude standing right in front of me. Do you guys remember this? <laughs> guy's standing right here, and he's reaching for the microphone. In fact, I wouldn't have even noticed unless my wife hadn't tapped me on the shoulder. And <laughs> I looked back, and, and then this guy's right here. Freaked me out. He wanted to share a word from the Lord. Now, I talked to the guy after the service. I, I offended him because there's no way I'm letting this guy share a word. Some of you, I'd let share words. But this guy reeks of alcohol. He's been drinking. You know what they call that stuff? Spirits. I don't know what spirit he's been drinking or what spirit he's about to prophesy of, but he is not about to prophesy in this church. Are you guys checking with me? 
I feel like I'm preaching good tonight. I, I don't know if the rain is making us just like relax tonight, but I, uh, you test the spirits, the Bible says. Test the spirits. First John speaks extensively about this. First John 4 in verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone into the world. And by this you will know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is in the world. So if somebody comes to you and says, the spirit tells me, the spirit tells me, the spirit gave me a word. You need to pause and say, what spirit? You need to, I'm telling you, before I begin to receive of the prophetic ministry, and even as I was going through this, uh, uh, our, our Discover track, I mean, it's, it's staggering how many prophetic words and dreams and visions God has released in order to bring this, what we're in right now, about. I mean, it's staggering. So I believe in the prophetic, no doubt about it. I will prophesy. But if I have somebody come up to me and give me a word, one of the first things I'm going to dig into is, Tell me what you believe about Jesus. What do you believe about Jesus? Well, Jesus was a wonderful teacher, and, uh, but he's great, just like Buddha, just like Muhammad. Friend, that's not the spirit I want to listen to. Are you trekking with me? We need to be careful. Test the spirits. In the litmus test, what do they believe about Jesus? Is what they're saying. Does it agree with the word? Okay. Now let me move on. I just, I get so excited about all of these. I could spend all night on any of them. I want to talk about, um, I mentioned ghosts. I had a lot of people ask me about ghosts. Um, I believe when somebody dies, according to 2 Corinthians 5, when you die, you either go into the presence of God you are judged, and you either remain in the presence of God or you are cast away from the presence of God. Nobody gets to hang out on the earth, friend. So that knock that you feel in the middle of the night, the shaking that you have in your home. I, I've had people like, my doorbell rings, and I just know that's my dead auntie coming to say hi. No, it's not, friend. You need to anoint that door with oil, and you need to, you need to break the devil off of that thing, okay? We'll come, we'll do a house cleansing, it's fine. We do that kind of stuff. But um, there are what the Bible would call, you guys grow up with Christianese. Like I was always praying for bushes of protection. I had no idea what, like hedge of protection, what in the world is that about? Uh, what well, Job talks about it. And uh, no, it's biblical. We're going to stand in the gap. Like I'm going to come and stand because somebody else needs prayer? I didn't understand. Ezekiel talked about this. So there's a lot of things like Christianese, right? And uh, uh, one of those that I always heard people talk about, that's a familiar spirit. Like what in the world's a familiar spirit? It's very simple. A familiar spirit is a spirit. It's a demonic spirit that's familiar with your life. So there, is, there are spirits, just like there are angels that are assigned to my life, and they know me. They know details about me. There are also demons who have been following me around, whether I like it or I can rebuke them. But, man, friend, there's demons in the world, and they know about me, and they know about you. There are demons that know. He was born in Germany. 
Uh, he knows how to tap dance. That's true. He knows how to, <laughs> he was in drum line. You know, you know, they know all the things about me. And if I die and somebody has a seance, friend, I'm just telling you, I am not going to come back from heaven to, to, to meet with you, okay? Don't even try. But if somebody were to do that, there may be a chance that a demon who is familiar with my life and know details about my life could come and speak through somebody practicing witchcraft. You don't mess with that kind of stuff. There's no ghosts. I believe they're demon spirits. Maybe a familiar spirit. Okay? Um, I, uh, I've given you verses on zombies. There's an interesting passage dealing after the, uh, uh, after the uh, resurrection where the Bible talks about those who are being judged. They are the living dead. They have rotting flesh and rotting eyes. They're walking around. Uh, who, make sure you're born again. You don't want to be on the wrong side of judgment. Daniel 4. Here's an interesting one. Let me just read to you the Bible. Daniel 4, verse 28. <clears throat> Story about Nebuchadnezzar. You know Nebuchadnezzar? He's the one who uh, was dealing with Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel. Um, and God blessed him, but he became very arrogant and would not humble himself. And this is what happened to him. Uh, all this, verse 28, Daniel chapter 4, came upon Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon the king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon I have built for a royal dwelling of my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Friend, you better watch out if you're shining your own shoes like that. While the, world was while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven, Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. They will drive you from men. Your dwelling will be with beasts of the field. They will make you eat grass like oxen. And seven times um, shall pass over you until you know the most high rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. At that very hour, the word was was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men. He ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. That's freaky, friend. I don't know about you. Have you ever read that before? I mean, dude, I have, I have friends, okay, I had a buddy in, in, from Jamaica, and he'd talk about these people who'd be drinking blood and all of this, believing they were vampires, and during their ceremonies at times would take on the characteristics. Their teeth would grow out. They would grow claws and fangs. This stuff is real. Don't mess with it. In this instance, it was a curse from God. The guy ends up looking like what? I mean, if you were to see that played out before you, it looks like he transforms into a werewolf. Freaky kind of stuff. Why? Well, he was full of pride. He was praising himself. Look at this kingdom. Look at my glory. Look at what I've done. When God was the one who had blessed him. You remember what happened to Herod in the New Testament? He didn't turn into a werewolf. But he was preaching or he was sharing a word and the people began to say... These are the words of God. You're more than a man. And what did Herod do? He's like, yes. Yes, I am. 
And in that instance, an angel came down and struck Herod dead. Friend, don't ever lay claim to the glory of God. Don't ever lay claim to the glory of God. If you ever hear Pastor Jacob say, look at this great church that I've built. Look at these wonderful miracles that I... All of you have the permission to come and slap me across the face, okay? We're not taking glory from God. Everything that you see, every miracle, every soul that's been born again, every dollar that's been provided for, the building that we're standing in, the worship team, the presence, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. It is all glory to God. I'm going to say thank you, Jesus. Now, the last thing I want to deal with is uh, aliens and UFOs. And I know this is a big topic. Now, my wife can't stand this kind of stuff. It's probably because her dad made her watch Star Trek all the time and uh, doesn't like aliens. I don't know. Leilani, are you the same way? Uh, so, all right. Now, but here's what's interesting. Do you realize that like four out of the, four out of ten of the top ten movies are Star Wars, which I love? Aliens, right? And, and, and beyond that, now, most in the last few years, Marvel movies have filled in most of the other gaps, which there's aliens in that too. It's all supernatural. It's all spiritual. And there's something in us that's just curious about this kind of stuff. And so I've never talked about aliens before, but as I mentioned earlier in the service, uh, I mean, there has been so much alien activity that even the government, even our military, in fact, most of the sources, you can see, it comes up in my news all the time. You'll see the Navy releasing videos of UFOs flying around, doing things that are physically impossible. Things can't fly this way. Things can't move this way. Uh, there's no technology. There's no missile that can move that quickly or, or, or anything. And there are so many sources of this, things that are caught. There, there was a time in Mexico where thousands of people, this is just like a year ago, thousands of people witnessed an unidentified flying object, capturing it on video and all of this kind of stuff. What in the world is that? The Bible talked about how in the last days, Jesus prophesied that one of the signs of the end times would we, was that we would see wonders in the skies. There would be an increase of unusual events that we cannot explain. Now, here's what's very interesting. Most of those who have dug into the study, what's going on with these alien abductions and these UFOs, the conclusion that most have, and I'm not talking, these aren't Christian studies, these are secular scientists, most of their reaction is, this is something spiritual. Their conclusion is, it's not beings from another planet who have come in uh, and, and are visiting with us. This is, this is something spiritual in nature. And here's what's wild about this, friend. When you begin to study what people say has happened to them during these encounters, if you have any understanding of what the Bible says about demons and the way demons operate, they're speaking the same language. It's the exact same thing. Um, you look 
And there's people, in fact, people were uh, telling me some of our staff was writing and saying, you know, there's celebrities right now who are endorsing. You know, I sing songs to aliens and I'm courting aliens and I, you know, I want them to come and to be. I mean, this is like in popular media. This isn't just like I had a book when I was young from some general who was reporting the details of Roswell. Like there was a small fringe back in the 60s and the 70s. Now this has become like popular news media. It is everywhere. It's everywhere. Why? A couple things that are interesting to note is... The people who are having these encounters are already, they're already open to these things. So there's not like people that are totally unaware of this and all of a sudden they just get taken up as they're driving down the road. These abductions are happening to individuals who have already opened themselves. I'm going to go and visit this I'm going to go sit in New Mexico, and I'm going to go sit in this particular area where people are having. These are people who are seeking out these encounters. They're, they're opening doors. There are individuals who are gathering people. And let me show you how to meditate and how we can call upon these aliens. And they go outside, and they see floating lights. And now, now they've got, they are intentionally calling for these things. Now, I just I got I to gotta say, Romans 16 in verse 19 says to be excellent at what is good and to be innocent of what is evil. Now, I do not, listen to me, everybody look at me. I do not want you getting on Google and start looking up everything about aliens and alien UFOs and, 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 and what are they doing when they meditate. Don't do that. My source, in fact, I'll tell you exactly what my source is, and this is a safe source. I looked at the studies of Dr. Gary Bates. Dr. Gary Bates. He's a pastor. He loves the Lord. And he has done hours of research digging into this. Christian man. Don't look to, well, I'm going to go sneak into the, you know, to the alien enthusiast. I'm going to go to their meeting and I'm going to get the insights. Don't do that, friend. You will get abducted by aliens and they'll mess with you, okay? Don't do that. Are you hearing me? Please. I'm not going to do deliverance on you if you get abducted by an alien, and now I need healing. It's not going to happen, okay? And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I, I, I've never said this to my wife, but I, I believe with all of my heart. I, I don't believe that aliens are out there. Um, I don't believe there's life on other planets. I believe that the encounters individuals have had are demonic. Just point blank. That's exactly what I think it is. You look, and these people always describe they see stars at night. You remember in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, the Bible calls Lucifer the son of the morning star. You remember in Revelation chapter 12 when it describes the fall of the angels, it says the great dragon swept a third of the stars from heaven. The Bible uses stars to describe demons on several occasions. And I don't think it's out of the ordinary that when people see aliens, they're seeing floating stars and shapes in the sky and, and even things. Worship team, would you come? We're, I'm going to close here. 
In fact, one of the things, did you know, the devil cannot create. The best that the devil does is to imitate and to, I mean, he's, he's a rip-off artist, man. He's, he's constantly ripping off what God has done. And so I think there's these moments where it's like Ezekiel, and we talked about angels and some of the living creatures that he saw, wheels within wheels. Man, if I didn't know what that was, that sounds like a flying saucer to me. And it makes sense to me that the devil, in imitating what's going on in heaven, would come in something that appears to be an angel. You guys check in with me. Am I making sense at all? So, what is God speaking? What is God doing? As we come to a close tonight, we, uh, I was, I was messaging some of our staff, some of our leaders about some of the stuff that I was seeing. Oh, let me share one other very important thing. Jesus said that you will know you will know a, a person, you'll know a ministry, you will know uh, an individual by their fruit. And so one of the things that we must always look at is what is this producing? Right? And so individuals, and this is wild, this, uh, this is Dr. Gary Bates. In his study, he went and he interviewed many people who had had alien abductions and all of this kind of thing and what was crazy is many of these were Christians before they had these experiences but they saw things in these visions they heard instructions from these beings that ultimately caused them to abandon their faith and very often given most of them were found now in new age practices crystals and yoga and all of that kind of stuff They've given into an all faiths, all gods belong sort of thing. In the fruit of these encounters, you'll see is the abandoning of faith in the embracing of false worship systems. You'll know them by their fruit. Now, can you just stand all across the room and we're going to pray. As I was messaging our staff, just some of the notes and some of the things that I'd seen, just bouncing some ideas off of them. Minister Ryland's wife wrote a question. Of these people who are having these alien encounters and intentionally seeking them, this was her question, why don't people just want to encounter God? And friend, I believe with all my heart that if the church was being what we're supposed to be, if we were the naturally supernatural people, miracles shouldn't be a rarity in the body of Christ. God's habitation in the place of worship should not be a rare occurrence. It should not be unusual when we pray and God meets us in our place of need. Every time we gather together, we should experience God. But I feel like because so many people, we read these stories about great encounters in Scripture, but I never had that in church. And so they go looking for it. But I hear the witches have it. 
I hear this warlock circle. I hear New Age has this. I hear these alien people. I hear they have encounters. And so they'll go searching for it. This is one of the great reasons, church, why I contend for the tangible presence of God. I want people to encounter the Lord. Now, this is what I want to do tonight. You'll notice we didn't have our healing time earlier in the service because I felt that we were to end tonight in a moment of prayer. And what I want to do is I want to move into a time, if you're here tonight, maybe you need, I'm, I'm a, it's just open this so wide open tonight, okay? And if you're here tonight and you say, I need a miracle, I want to pray for you tonight. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I feel like I've opened doors and the devil's been messing with me. I want to pray for you. If you're here tonight and you're not even sure, I'm not even sure if I'm right with God. I want to make sure that I am. This prayer is for you. Maybe you just say, I want to, I want to pray for my family. Oh, I just wish my, my husband, I wish my wife served the Lord. I wish my kids were born again. I want to pray for you. There's so many moments really this is what it all comes down to if there's an area of your life that you're believing for God to encounter I want to pray for you tonight